This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It is me, Hannibal Qaisi, with Omnia Salah doing Future Talk Home Edition, where we do the show from the comfort of our own home to combat the coronavirus COVID-19. And Omnia, don't we have a lot in store for them today? Yes, indeed, we do. And the best part about it is that we're no longer, you know, separated. We're virtually interconnected. We're doing this show uh, on Zoom, which is actually very nice to have someone to conversate with instead of talking to yourself. A lot of stories are in store for today, starting with the UAE, because the ministry is actually launching online wedding ceremonies. Talk about the love in the time of Corona. It's the best time right now, Omnia, because I do believe that it doesn't cost as much as a, a real wedding. Yes, indeed. And around the world, Amazon is stopping accepting any new online grocery customers. And this is all because many packages are being backed up and we're going to be giving you the latest on that. Yes, indeed. And the UAE's first Young Scientist Award winner did invent a sanitization robot that can operate for 10 hours continuously and it's coming right from the UAE Omnia. He's going to be helping out with the nationwide sanitization process. But also, a new thing that has been happening is people are traveling without leaving their home. And I'm not talking about, you know, you traveling to the salon and then traveling to the kitchen and then back to the couch, but actual traveling around the world through virtual experiences. Yes, indeed. And for our How Do You Text segment, we're going to be telling you guys how to unlock your iPhone while wearing a face mask because we do know that it is difficult. Now, I went out a couple of times in the past month, I believe it was like four times. That was mm-hmm. just to stack up on snacks. And every time <laughs> I want to unlock my phone, I had to put in my password because I had a face mask. But don't worry, we do have the solution for you. Lots and lots of stories that are coming up. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. In the UAE, Love in the Age of Corona is taking place online because the UAE's Ministry of Justice just launched an online marriage service that is allowing couples to get married. So soon-to-be brides and grooms can now log on to a website, submit their documents, and choose their preferred cleric. Now that is amazing, Omnia. You know why? Because not only is this in line with the preventive and precautionary measures that have been done by the UAE to stop the spread of the coronavirus, because obviously we can't have gatherings of more than five people, I believe, because we need to stop actually the, the spread of the coronavirus. But it's also going to be a lot cheaper now oh, yeah. because as we know, Arab weddings are pretty expensive and uh, weddings in general can be a little bit costly. But uh, just like you said, Omnium, prospective brides and groups can now log into a website to submit their documents and even choose their preferred cl- cleric. Now, once the paperwork has been approved, a date will be set for the online ceremony, which will be conducted via a video link. Now, following the service, clerics will ask the couple's digital signatures before issuing a marriage contract. 
Yes, indeed. And officials then can file all the necessary documents with law courts to record the marriage. This new service is coming as a part of a range of measures that has been introduced to help residents during this coronavirus pandemic. But Hani, funny enough, though, virtual weddings are actually getting very popular all around the world. Many people are sharing posts on social media about being invited to one. And the best part about it is the fact that you can be as dressed up or as dressed down as you'd like. You can watch the bride and the groom get married in your sweatpants or you can wear a dress or a suit. Yeah, just like you said, on a dressed up or dressed down. So basically what you can do is wear a jacket and a a, 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 a suit uh, dress shirt and uh, not even be wearing a dress pants. You can wear oh, sweatpants yeah. <laughs> or even shorts. Now, that does remind me of a picture that I saw a couple years back about a, uh, a TV reporter. I think it was a news reporter reporting oh, yes. from home. And he had a jacket and a dress shirt on, but he was actually wearing shorts from the waist down. Let me tell you, this is the reality of all online classes. Nowadays, if I have to turn my camera on, it's like dressed up from top dress down below. Um, But around the world, Amazon has some very interesting news to share with us. Yes, they are. Now, Amazon is stopping, stops actually accepting new online grocery uh, demand uh, customers because of the surging demand. Now, Amazon will begin to put a new grocery delivery customers on a wait list and even curtail the shopping hours at some stores. Now, Amazon does own Whole Foods, which is in the United States, and they're doing this to prioritize orders from existing customers buying food online during the coronavirus outbreak. Many shoppers are actually uh, seeking to purchase groceries from the Seattle-based e-commerce company, which is Amazon. Now, they could not place orders due to the lack of available delivery slots. Now, what a lot of people are seeing now is that they actually have to schedule to get Mm -hmm. their groceries on time. So let's say, for example, I order during the show at 2 Mm -hmm. p.m. I Mm -hmm. might get it at 7 p.m. Or I might get it 6 or 8 a.m. the next day because there's just so many orders. And obviously, uh, when someone does order online, they're going to mm-hmm. order everything. So let's say, for example, you order 50 items. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of items. So uh, the, the wait list does get on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And even myself, Omnia, I've tried to, to order from the, the Sharjah Cooperative Society yeah. and the Jamiyah. And I've ordered and it actually took, I think it was a day or, or mm-hmm. one time it actually took four hours. So it does depend on the demand. Yes, indeed. And actually, a lot of uh, online grocery stores have been struggling with dealing with this increase in demand. So what Amazon has been doing is shortening some of their other grocery stores hours that have been open to the public. So the employees that are working at those grocery stores can quickly move on to fulfill any online grocery orders, which actually shows us how much grocery stores are having an impact when it comes to online shopping versus physical stores, because nowadays we're all being instructed to stay home so grocery deliveries are definitely becoming a lifesaver yes indeed and even in recent weeks whole foods which is owned by amazon uh did uh, offer grocery pickup uh, and uh, delivery just from 80 locations but now they've expanded to 150 just because of the surge and demand of all these online grocery delivery shopping uh, and, and obviously this is a great initiative done by Amazon because again we need to stay home and as we are doing Fish Talk Home Edition mm-hmm. we need to do everything and our daily 
uh, we try to keep doing our daily life, but from the comfort of our own home. For example, getting groceries, working out. Yeah. A lot of us are working out from home. A lot of us are doing mm-hmm. grocery shopping from home. A lot of us, uh, not a lot of us, us, <laughs> Omni and I are doing Future Talk from home. So stay home. Exactly. And don't go to the grocery store, you know, every couple of days. Try to keep them once every two weeks if you can't get them online. But slide into our DMs. Let us know how are your online grocery uh, deliveries becoming late or not share your thoughts with us on instagram at pulse 95 radio but coming up we're going to be talking about the uae's first young scientist award winner who invented a sanitization robot that might just come in handy during the covid19 pandemic yes indeed and that robot does sanitize for 10 hours yeah that's right ladies and gentlemen you heard me <laughs> one zero ten hours so stay tuned keep it locked right here only on pulse 95 you're listening to Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Now we're going to be talking about how a 19-year-old kid created a robot that can disinfect for 10 hours continuously. Now he isn't any type of kid. He's a 19-year-old, a kid from Umm al Yes, indeed, honey. This kid is a genius. He's named Sultan Saif bin Badr, and he earned the title of the UAE's first young scientist award. He actually invented a sanitization robot that can operate for 10 hours continuously. As you mentioned, he is only 19 years old, but this robot can sanitize both open and closed spaces. So from the rooms inside our houses to the parks in the open air, this robot is ready to participate in the nationwide COVID-19 sanitization process that is taking place in the different Emirates at different times. Right here in Sharjah, it starts at 8 p.m. and lasts up until 6 a.m. So Bedr's main aim was to have this robot become a part of this fight. And he contacted the civil defense team and the municipalities within the different Emirates who were so excited to have this robot join them in their fight against this deadly disease. Let me tell you a little bit more about this robot. It has two compartments that release the disinfecting spray um, that is being typically used to fight COVID-19. Now this spray tends to contain diluted hydrogen peroxide which is typically used as a mild disinfectant. So this spray is completely safe. It has no danger to us or the environment. But this robot can also be controlled remotely, which means that officials can now also stay home and stay safe while the sanitization process is carried out with zero interruptions. This robot can also carry up to 60 kilograms worth of items. So if you need him to transport a few things, he is ready for the job and he moves at a pace of 15 kilometers per hour. Operating for 10 hours straight, he has a built-in storage that can hold extra disinfectant spray. However, this is not Sultan Saif bin Badr's only invention. Is that right, Hani? Yes, indeed. Now, I want to highlight something before we go on to his next invention, that this kid is only 19 years old. And Omnia, I don't know if you remember, but last week mm-hmm. or the week before, we did talk about how Spanish scientists did create a robot that uses ultraviolet rays. And her name apparently or ironically is uh, Violet. And she mm-hmm. uses these rays uh, to disinfect hospitals. And I just want to put you guys on the same caliber that this kid is 19 years old and doing the same things is on the same playing field as these scientists. Now, Sultan bin Badr, who is from Umm al right here in the UAE, 
did create a robot, an emergency response robot, that could fight fires and carry paramedic supplies uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a ridiculously quick time. So hats off to this kid. I mean, he is doing great for not only his country, but for humanity itself, because with us battling the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic, we need all the smart minds and great minds in the world to put their minds together because you know, Omnia, two heads are better than one. And he actually was looking for an idea that would help save lives and make a difference. And as we always say, necessity is the mother of all inventions and this is particularly true with the story of this young man the uae's first young scientist award winner he started out with an emergency response robot and now his robots are taking part of the nationwide sanitization process yes and hopefully his future does look promising as again i want to highlight he's only 19 years old Yes, indeed. Hani, are you bored of traveling? Sorry, are you bored of not traveling while staying at home? I I am traveling, Omnia. I'm going from my room to the (laughs) kitchen and back. Well, and I gonna... do that. I do that about 19 times, just like the the kid is 19 years old. I do that 19 times an hour. Uh, I feel you on this one. But if you're trying to travel without leaving your home, I know it sounds a little bit mental. Hani and I have a few virtual experiences in store for you. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse 95. If the lack of travel has you feeling a little bit under the weather, a little bit down, Airbnb might have the solution for you. Don't they, honey? Yes, indeed, because you can travel without leaving your home. And we're going to give you five of Airbnb's best of virtual experiences. Now, Airbnb is just like booking.com. You can actually book a, a hotel room or even a um, a home wherever you're going to travel but if the lack of travel you do uh right now is just like me going to my room and back to the kitchen well airbnb might or do they have the solution the accommodation sharing platform has launched a series of online experiences as a way for people to explore destinations via a virtual platform now described as a new way for people to connect travel virtually and even earn income during the COVID-19 crisis there are around 50 experiences available to book on Airbnb and more expected to be added in the coming weeks hosted via Zoom now Zoom is doing big things now that is true that they're actually in the controversial spotlight now right now before for privacy concerns blah 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 but they are doing a lot of good things for the world now just like i said it is hosted via zoom and travelers can actually pick uh from visiting a rescue goat farm in the catskills of new york or even getting on their bike with an olympic gold medalist or even getting to know the dogs living in Chernobyl now, which is the site of the nuclear disaster. Now, prices do vary for each experience. Now, you can start from 37 dirhams, but depending on the activity, you can either sign up for one of the listed dates and times or even book to organize a session at a time of your cho- of your choosing. Now, these experiences do aim to go beyond typical sightseeing tours and are a good way to bridge the gap between self-isolation and getting back into the real world. 
There are so many experiences, honey. I mean, looking through them, I just don't know which one to pick. But the best one, I think, out of all of them would be going on a cycling trip with an Olympic gold medalist. Because exercising might be a no-go at the moment unless you're doing it at home. But finding inspiration by taking a ride with a two-time British Olympic gold medalist through Zoom might just be the way to go. I feel like you're, you can literally travel all around the world through virtual experience and not even have to move out of your house not having to break any of this stay home. <laughs> why oh you're gonna spend it eating while touring the world what do you mean omnia i'm home but i'm virtually somewhere else i'm gonna get fat i feel as you if i'm not getting fat already <laughs> all i see is store is uh, what's it called videos of hanny stocking up on junk food That is all. That's all. That's all you see on my Snapchat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But right here in Sharjah, Sharjah Book Authority is actually launching a, a similar experience. They're launching their new virtual reading festival, which is going to allow all of us book readers to go ahead and tour through the different books and get to pick whichever one we like. But it's also going to help us connect with writers and authors from all around the world and get to learn from them through their literary and poetry sessions and different workshops online. So whether you want to travel around the world or whether you want to travel through books, both options are now viable amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. That is amazing, Omnia. Hats off to Airbnb. I give my hat off a lot to a lot of people, but uh, it's all because they're doing good things to keep us staying home. Now, staying home is very important. I can't keep stressing how much I tell you guys to stay home as Omnia and I are doing the show from the comfort of our own home. And as we said, staying isolated does not need to mean being virtually disconnected. Hani and I are connecting over Zoom and you can do the same with all of your loved ones. But if wearing a face mask has been very difficult when unlocking your iPhone, you might just want to stay tuned because Hani and I have one trick that has made Apple's Face ID work for us. Yes, and so stay tuned right here only on Pulse95. You're, You're listening, listening to... to That is a good question. How do you tech? But I'm going to be telling you guys, or we are going to be telling you guys how to unlock your iPhone while wearing a face mask because it is difficult to unlock your your iPhone when you're wearing a face mask because it doesn't <laughs> recognize that you have a face. But we do have one trick that made Apple's Face ID work for us. Now, Apple's Face ID doesn't work when your face is obstructed, which is, does make it difficult to quickly unlock your iPhone while wearing a protective face mask. Now, I saw a lot of people do this, Omnia, at supermarkets. Mm. They try to unlock their phone. They can't unlock it. So what do they do? They take off their face the mask. Same. Now, I did the same. <laughs> now, now, you just killed the whole purpose because you just touched your face. So this is a go. This is a no-no. But, I know, uh, but it's hard. It's hard not to. I mean, you want to use your phone. You want to check WhatsApp. You want to check your grocery list. And you can't do that with a face mask on. Yes, but uh, Omnia, there was another practical solution that I did, which is when I go out, I turn off my uh, my phone lock. Mm. So I, I just swipe up and I'm good to go. 
But uh, Omnia, exactly, just like us, you and I are iPhone owners, we have dealt with the inconvenience of having to type in a password, a passcode to unlock our iPhones. Now, uh, recently, Omnia, the UAE government did uh, tell us to wear face masks when we go out in public and to stand six feet apart from one another so we can stop the spread of COVID-19. And it's very important to do this in grocery stores, uh, going to the gas, whatever you're doing, whatever kind of uh, action you're doing outside of your home, very important to wear gloves, face mask, and to stay six feet apart. But Omnia, tell us, how can we unlock our phone while wearing a face mask? Now, if you're hoping to find a way around this, I have some good news and I have some bad news. First, let's start off with the bad news. There doesn't seem to be any easy, foolproof way to get the face ID to work while wearing a mask. And that's simply because the face ID tends to create a map of your face. It analyzes, I think, more than 30,000 invisible dots over your face. So it's looking for areas like your nose and your mouth every time you try to unlock your phone. So even if you try wearing a mask, while setting up the face ID on your iPhone, you're going to notice that your iPhone will still urge you to enter your passcode. So the good news is we did manage to find one way that has worked for us, and it's based on a tutorial from a security manager in Japan. He actually discovered that in Chinese gadgets, this method worked. So he tried it out on Apple's devices, and sure enough, it did work. Not all the time, but most times. So this method is going to involve you re rolling your face with face ID while holding your mask over only half of your face. So your, your mask is not completely covering your face and you are resetting up the face ID. But even with doing that, it only works under very specific circumstances. And you have to try to enroll your face a few times before you manage to get it working. However, it's better than not trying anything at all. So as we mentioned, you try to reset your face ID, you take your face mask and you fold it in half and you hold it up so that it covers only one side of your face. Once you set up the face ID, you can go ahead and try and check if it's going to be registered with your new masked face. I like that. I like that a lot. But again, ladies and gentlemen, if you think that is too tough or too complicated to do, I do have the easiest way ever, yeah. which is just remove your passcode, remove whatever uh, lock you have on it and just swipe to unlock. That was actually the easiest method that this article has mentioned. This is the Hany method, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this, is not, this is not anyone else's this is Hany method. I discovered it first, ladies and gentlemen. I used to use this when I used to cheat. I never oh, cheat, by the way. God. I used to cheat during university days, ladies and gentlemen. I used to... Uh, uh, I never had face ID, but I, what I had was a, a fingerprint scanner or something, something mm -hmm. like that. Or even just typing in the passcode. Don't put a passcode when you cheat, ladies and gentlemen. Just open it up. And oh, keep a no gosh. passcode so you can directly go into your notes or whatever you do. So that is something you can keep for food for thought or even as a rule of thumb when we do get back to schools and universities. Yes, indeed. But another way that you can do is actually to adjust your notification set settings in a way where your iPhone will be able to show you a preview of your notifications even when your screen is locked. And this is all accessible in the face ID and passcode settings on your Apple iPhone. Now that is great as well. Now I have done that uh, too, uh, just so I can check if anyone is messaging me. But again, it is recommended not 
to use your phone in public places because you could be touching something. And we did tell you guys that uh, your phone could be dirtier than your toilet seat. So please don't touch your phone only if you have to. And if you have to do these uh, methods that we just gave you. And if you did not get all the methods, go to our podcast at Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud at Future Talk 95. And you'll hear all our podcasts from throughout the day and throughout the whole entire year and since the beginning of Future Talk. But that does mark our time for today, Omnia. Yes, indeed. Future Talk will be returning tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. But until then, we're going to be leaving you in the safe hands of the Dream Team, Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah. We'll keep you entertained and tell you all about the different shows that you should be watching during this quarantine period. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.